Welcome to the Road to Success on Flat Tires, the podcast that dives into entrepreneurship, wealth, and the secrets to success. You have the training and the talent to succeed, but do you have the guts to fail? I love what I do. When you love what you do, you want to be the best at it. Today is about the power of you. You will change the world. Find your path to success through the journey of those who have succeeded. And now, your host, Zeke. Yo, what is good, y'all? And you're listening to another episode of The Road to Success on Flat Tires. It's your boy, Zeke. Yeah, and I'm talking Zeke with two E's, all right? Not the Z-E-K-E or whatever like that, or Ezekiel Elliott from the Cowboys, man. But shout out to Zeke, though. Um, But yeah, I had to record this Saturday and just put something up out there, you know, after my intro episode that I released earlier, um, because there's just so much going on in our world today. Um, so just to let you guys all know, I'm going to be dropping episodes like weekly, like on Wednesday, but there might be some weeks where I might drop two episodes. So it just depends what's going on. But so I know a lot of you guys were asking you from the previous episode or some people were like DMing me and asking like, oh, why did you get into podcasting and all that stuff like that? Well, pretty much like, you know, I'm an avid po- uh, podcast listener, you know, um, I've been listening to podcasts for like years now. Like it's uh, very therapeutic for me. Uh, especially like when I'm on car rides or when I'm alone and stuff like that. But um, like different type of podcasts I live in, listen to is like, um, you know, anything dealing with like psychology or business or like self-help or uh, finance and like wealth, you know, to name some podcasts that I like I'm listening to right now. Like I listen to a lot of Joe Rogan, um, Business Insider, Forbes, uh, Naval Ravikant, um, you know, Brilliant Idiots with uh, Charlemagne the God, uh, the Joe Budden podcast with Rory and Mal. Um, behind the baller with Ben Baller, you know, a lot of these podcasts I've been listening to for like years, you know, they get me through, uh, you know, a lot of days and stuff like that, especially when you're feeling down and stuff like that. So I definitely do like listening to podcasts. Um, I mean, me personally, like I never seen myself podcasting, but because I'm like, I'm so busy in the finance industry and running a business and all that. But, you know, I decided to like, I just told myself, why not start one and give people some game you know, and impute some knowledge and tips out there in the world. Maybe, you know, I could probably build a following off of this, you know, you just never know. So um, I've been working and recording it all myself since, you know, I bought all the equipment and everything like that, like around my birthday on March 4th, um, mixing and mastering everything myself. I'm pretty much doing everything myself, you know, so hopefully I do build some type of fan base, you know, people are able to gain some knowledge. Hopefully I can get some people, some friends and people on the podcast as well so they can give up some game as well. Um, But if you haven't already, you know, Pause real quick and, you know, subscribe, rate five stars, leave comments and follow the socials. Um, You know, we're pretty much available on every single podcast platform. So, you know, hopefully you guys enjoy the road with me and, you know, we'll see what happens. You know, Uh, let's go into a quick break real quick. back um honestly um i'm gonna say this man first things first i want to say rest in peace to george floyd and his family uh, i want to say rest in peace to brianna taylor and her family and the others who were also killed by the hands of the police you know the list goes on and it's just sad and aggravating and you know may peace be upon them and their family and to all my listeners out there 
Um, there's just so much going on in our world today, uh, like with coronavirus, you know, racism, anger and all these things falling apart and stuff like that. And I'm going to be honest with you guys. I didn't watch the video or any other video. Of these like, you know, police brutalities or anything like that. It just unleashes trauma. And it's just it's just sad. You know, it gives me anxiety as well, you know, because that could be me or that could, that could be anyone in my family. Or, you know, when I have kids like or, you know, that could be my dad. It could be anyone, you know, honestly. And it's just I can't watch it. You know, it's just hard to watch. You know, every day, I, like, you know, personally, I just try to myself. I just try to put myself you know, and not those uh, situations because, you know, I just mind my business. You know, I just leave people alone. I try to do just do what's right. And, you know, so far me living in Texas for the past eight months, you know, I haven't experienced any overt racism personally. But, you know, I don't know, man. I just try to show love and respect to everyone that I encounter. You know, I just never understood why us humans on this earth, you know, we have to go into wars and, you know, hate each other and kill each other you know, especially for the color of our skins or our opinions. And I, I just never understood racism. And, and I know it's taught right at home. You know, you're not born with that at all. You're not born with any of that nut ass shit. And it's just, I just don't get it. You know, I just do not get it at all. You know, I always tell, you know, people this, like if aliens, you know, were to like somehow attack the earth or something was supposed to attack earth, right? Wouldn't we all as humans, you know, work together to defend each other and our planet? You know, we all come from different backgrounds and religions and we all have different views on many subjects, but you know, there's amazing people from like every race and every part of the world. You know, I never understood why people can be so evil and just not have a heart. You know, I just want everyone to just keep your heads up, you know, through this tough times, you know, stay positive, check in with your family and friends, you know, don't stay bottled up and depressed and stuff like that. Cause it is, you know, tough for sure. You know, there's just too much negativity in the media and social media and politics. And, you know, 2020 has just been a wild ass year, you know, Especially, it's just been the one of the worst for sure. So I know for a fact, like in the next five, 10, 15 years, you know, we're not going to forget about this. We're going to even be telling our kids this, you know? So, and, you know, any of you who might not understand what Black Lives Matter mean, you know, please just respect the protesters and their rights and understand where they come from, you know? You know, ignorant and hateful ass people out here trying to say, oh, Black Lives Matter is wrong. It's all about all lives matters. And look, we're all humans. Yes, we all know that all lives matter. But during these times, please stop acting ignorant and disrespectful. You know, this movement is specifically about the violence against black and brown people and the systemic racism, not only in this country, but all over the world, you know, and people just truly don't care about shit like this because, you know, it hasn't happened to them, you know, especially if you're not black and brown, you know, it hasn't happened to you. So you don't care. You know, I, I just un I can't understand how you can sleep at night knowing that, you know, you put someone down or you shit on them or you've probably even killed them. You know, I'm not going to try to get all heavy into it, too, you know, but I do wish the best for all my listeners, you know, all the positivity out there and everything like that, you know, more life, more love. And one more thing, man, during this pandemic, you know, crisis doesn't create character. It reveals it, you know. So overall, you know, we're going to play something real quick and go into a break. But I just want to tell people that, look, man, like just like I said, keep your head up, check in with your family. It's like it's tough out here. You know, it is tough out here. Hopefully we're able to get out of all this slump. Hopefully there's, you know, things will change, you know, and, and people's mindsets will change. So, you know, let's play something real quick, you know, just to chill out for a sec and we'll be right back and get started with the episode.
All right, guys, um, and we're back. Um, on today's episode, we're discussing how coronavirus is affecting entrepreneurship and businesses, um, the workforce during and after COVID, and how society and things will, you know, you know, change around that. Uh, thankfully, neither me or any of my family members have got the coronavirus. I mean, I haven't been tested, but I mean, I haven't been sick either. I haven't had any symptoms or anything like that. And I could be asymptomatic. I haven't been tested. I know that, but I, I don't think I got it. I don't think any of my family members have got it. Um, like I said, I'm always wearing a mask when I'm around people or if I go into stores and stuff like that, I have the hand sanitizer in my house, car, everything like that. And I always, you know, I always just try to keep myself safe, you know, and do what I got to do. But I'm going to be honest. I don't know if we will ever go back to pre-COVID world as we all once knew. And if we do, it might be a several years from now. You know, um, some people are predicting even close to 10 years before a recovery actually happens, you know. Uh, but life will definitely change. You know, the way we interact with each other, you know, many jobs will change or even be obsolete. Um, as of right now, in June, on June 6th, there are 6.7 million cases of the COVID worldwide, you know, and 393,000 people have already died, um, with 1.9 million of those are in the United States and 111,000 people have died in the United States. Um, now, here in Texas, there's 71,000 cases with a death toll of 1,800. And out of those 71,000 cases in Texas, 13,000 of them are in my county in Houston. So, you know, it's just that's just a lot of people, man. That's just that when I look at these stats, that's just crazy. But um, now some people believe these numbers to be skewed uh, because there are reports that, you know, more people died in China. Um, you know, they're saying that, you know, China did some skewing. Um, they're also saying that some people didn't exactly die because of the covid, but died because of another condition or something like that, but was tagged as a covid death. You know, because I heard like the hospital gets a monetary incentive if you tag them as a COVID. Look, I I don't know. And I don't like to get into the politics of all of that. I'm no expert. But, you know, I've been reading about that. So as of right now, um, we are in, in we're in June and the economy did add two point five million new jobs, you know, dropping the unemployment rate to thirteen point three percent, which does beat the economist economists predictions of 20% unemployment rate. You know, they were saying that, oh, it's going to be 20% unemployment rate coming in June, but it's only 13.3%. Um, but since March, there are more than 43 million Americans that have filed for unemployment. Um, now, the PPP, which is called the Payment Protection Program, it has helped a lot, you know, bring some jobs back in restaurants, construction, retail, and also dental offices. Um, it's also effed up that there's those companies out there that, you know, that took advantage of the Payment Protection Program. And I've heard about some people who defrauded, you know, they took the money and went to go buy cars and all that and try to live some type of lavish lifestyle, not knowing that you're going to get caught. I, I, I don't understand why you're wasting resources and time, you know, when people re- out there really need it. There's small businesses out there who really need this money and you're just doing some dumb shit. But um, I did see that there's still over 21 million people unemployed uh, with people calling being called back to work slowly, you know, so we will see how that goes. Um, yeah, I got to also understand this, that, you know, in the Great Recession, you know, the peak unemployment was 10 percent. You know, we're at 13.3 percent. So it's kind of wild. But, you know, no one can really predict the future. You know, I know most of the people who are unemployed right now, you know, just had their job hours cut, you know, are furloughed. And not everyone lost their job permanently. But I do know a few million people have permanently lost their job. So, you know, who knows when the job market's going to bounce back? You know, if you go on Indeed right now or Glassdoor, you know, most of these jobs, obviously, are restaurants, retail, warehouse, mortgage, sales and stuff like that. A lot of them are not paying too well either. And I do have some friends I was talking to recently. They're saying they're not getting any callbacks or anything like that. So, 
you know, remember this too, to be counted as unemployed, you know, you have to be sending out your resumes. You know, data shows that there's another 6 million people that have stopped looking for work because, you know, of health or family emergencies. So they're not counted in the data when they do this unemployment. Um, but for the us, you know, Americans to get back to pre-pandemic levels, it's going to take a shitload of time. So I, I, I don't know, man. There's just there's just so much people unemployed right now. Like it's crazy, like 43 something million. That's just crazy. But, you know, some people are asking, like, well, how can I make money during this pandemic? You know, you could look for some remote work if it's available. It's, you know, it's becoming more you know common now. I can see that it's also uh, it can also help you tap into your creative side, you know, for people who are interested in photography or graphic designing or writers and different things like that. Um, Some people are starting uh, to start side hustles with the things they're skilled at. And I would say research more on your hobbies and what you're specifically good at and then look at how much people are charging per item or by the hour. So let's say you love baking, right? So what you will do is you'll look up how much bakeries charge for a batch of cookies or let's say you love landscaping, right? So you'll ask some landscapers how much they charge for lawn work. You know, and, you know, put your skills to good use and, you know, don't just sit at home all day just because you're unemployed and just, you know, get that check and stuff like that. And then, you know, create a plan on how you're going to reach those potential customers. Um, I would start out with family and friends and get their views and, you know, test the market with them. And then once you get all that stuff set up, you know, go on social media, start marketing and engaging with others, you know, show them samples of your work too. you know, show pictures and stuff like that on Instagram and, all, and Facebook and all that like that. Um, you know, I would also suggest also paying for ads too on social media, like Instagram ads, Twitter ads, Facebook ads, and just, you know, push your, you know, your side hustle out there. Uh, you can also go on platforms such as, you know, Fiverr or Upwork, you know, to tell people what you're good at, you know, and get some customers that way. Uh, you may also want to start a full business. And like some of you may like, nah, I don't want to just start a side hustle. I want to start an actual business. You know, now some people may say that, well, that's counterintuitive, you know, during this pandemic, but it's not, you know, some of the most successful businesses started and took advantage of an economic downturn. You know, it might it might take some months, but if you dedicate your time and energy, especially if you have the time now, you know, then go hard on it. Why not? You know, do your research like I stated before, you know, build your brand identity, you know, tap into social media and ask other people how they're doing in the same lane as you. You know, they may be able to offer some guidance or, you know, help you with some referrals. Um, But last but not least, which is hard for people to do is consistency. I always preach about consistency because a lot of people lack that stuff. You know, if you're not going to commit to following through with your plan and actually studying and actually putting in the work on something you love, you love and put your heart into it because it's not moving fast enough, then just don't do it. You know, you just won't win either, you know, and that's just real shit. I'm gonna just be honest with most people out there because a lot of people are followers, you know, they follow a friend or they follow a trend or something like that, or they look on social media like, oh, this is working for this person. So I'm gonna just try to do it. And you're like, I'm gonna get rich following this person. And they think they're going to make it. And then they start messing up or it's going slow. And they're like, shit, man, I can't do this anymore. Or I want someone to pit me on. And you know, that's not how it works. You know, you have to follow your heart and do it yourself. A lot of stuff can motivate you and stuff like that, but don't just start following people or following trends just because, oh, I just need to get out this slum. Let me just see if I can do this or do that because this person is doing it. Like, that's just not how it works, you know? And I'll be trying to motivate people, you know, to figure out what they want to do and give them advice on the route they should take, especially if you're good at it and you, you know, you love, you love that, right? So, like, for example, when someone asks me, oh, how can I trade stocks or be a day trader or something, you know, I give them the videos and lessons books they can read and stuff like that, whether they want to go long term or short term and stuff like that. I give them all the resources they can, you know, they can get, you know, and when it depends on them, if they want to actually study and do what they have to do, then they're going to actually win. But 
I don't tolerate or, you know, entertain the people that says, oh, put me on or just give me the plays or this, this and that. You're not going to get anywhere with that stuff, you know. But anyways, I think that the entrepreneur spirit in this country will obviously fuel this economy economy back up. And, you know, there's going to be new companies that will be created that will change this world. You know, every day people are looking to start a new business and execute during this pandemic somehow. And thankfully, with the Internet, it makes things much more easier. You know, um, companies such as Amazon and Google survived the dot com bubble in 2000, you know, to become tech giants that they are right now. And they shape the Internet. Uh, and I know you guys remember SARS, right? The SARS epidemic back in like, what, 2002, 2003. Well, guess what company emerged out of that? you know, to be the world's biggest e-commerce company. Yep. You said it, Alibaba. So at the end of the day, like, you know, any, during any type of pandemic, anything that's going on, you can somehow emerge, you know, and build something and, you know, win. So I was also reading that, you know, the Dallas Mavs owner, you know, Mark Cuban, he stated that if we're going to bail out companies too, during this pandemic, uh, he feels like employees should receive equity or stock options, you know, then everyone can just eat. So it's not just executives that are eating during the pandemic, you know, workers who are just being paid by the hour will always fall behind. And, you know, he's just a big advocate about that, you know, and I like that. So, um, you know, when Cuban sold his Internet radio company to Yahoo named Microsolutions back in 1999 for six billion in stock, you know, 300 out of 330 of his employees all became millionaires at the time of the sale. So I just believe if you love your company, respect and you don't want your employees to you know feel cherished for the work that they do and everything like that. You know, don't just pay them pennies, you know, pay them well, you know, do what you have to do to make sure that they're put into position, because I strongly believe that, you know, show the good side of capitalism, you know. And I mean, think about it, too. If management and, you know, the owners of all these companies are paying me well and they gave me equity and stock options, I will obviously work my ass off. You know, there will be less turnovers as well. Everyone will appreciate the incentive and, you know, they'll know that, okay, the higher ups actually care about me. The CEO actually cares about me and everyone actually wins, you know. You know, because companies such as, like you know, Microsoft, Google, Zoom and others, they're also making software free to use during this crisis. Um, this also gives you guys more tools to, you know, build whatever it is that you're trying to build or, you know, just take advantage of all that free stuff. You know, more companies are also moving into uh, virtualization more than others. Uh, remote work calls and videos, you know, will be more frequent go tos and strategic than traveling for business anymore because, you know, in-person meetings will be less important uh, and it's going to allow for people you know, to take, to leverage that, you know, that technology and conduct business instead of just flying from state to state for business meetings and stuff like that. You could just do in, you know, you don't have to do in-person meetings or fly. You can just do everything over video, right? Now, before the COVID, um, I would say that uh, there were millions of people already working from home, you know, half at a time. But since then, according to Salesforce, there are 61% increase of the workforce working from home. Uh, they're more productive than ever. They communicate more and everything like that. Um, I also think that investments in newer and better technology will be needed to maximize uh, efficiency in the space if we plan to move towards these changes post pandemic. I don't think it will knock out all the nine to five office jobs, but, you know, working remotely will be bigger than ever. Um, airlines are going to change. Banking will change. And I know AI will come in more than ever. You know, AI is about to take over. But I do also hope that, you know, more businesses and more people in general just take better care of their health and well-being. You know, there should be more acknowledging of that. Employers should just keep working on making sure that their team is doing well mentally and physically. 
Uh, and employers also need to invest more into making sure that they're reducing the stigma around mental health with their employees, such as, you know, covering all the therapy visits and teletherapists or crisis hotlines with their insurance plans, because, you know, there's going to be a lot of post-traumatic stress after all this, you know, and we need to show empathy. So we'll be right back before we close out. and we're uh back um look i just want to say that um that we're all going to get through this that i know many of us or even family members you know people don't have jobs you know people are going crazy uh in 2020 is hell you know definitely is hell you know I, i do hope that they do come out with a vaccine um but just don't forget about covid you know with all this other stuff going on just do not forget about it it's not over just yet you know please just still wash your hands you know wash your ass put on your mask and when you go into places like stores or establishments and stuff like that just just have your mask on it's it's not over i see like i go into all these stores and stuff i still see people whether it's older or even younger people they're just walking around like oh everything's done you know they're still hugging people you know someone almost like I saw someone in the aisle, they were just sneezing like crazy. I'm like, what is going on here? Like you don't even have a mask on. And it's just crazy to me that, you know, people still think that, you know, as of right now, people are thinking like, oh yeah, COVID is gone. It left the country. It's gone, you know? And now there's more cases, you know, the cases are going back up a bit, you know? And also just please allow people to, you know, express themselves how they see fit with all this protesting, you know, going on. And just be empathetic, you know. If you don't understand shit, just ask questions, you know. Don't be disrespectful and all that stuff like that. I actually love the protesting and all the stuff going on. Me personally, you know, you know, things got to change in this country, you know. Things do have to change in this country. And, you know, don't be ignorant. You don't judge others. Um, and overall, man, I just love learning. I love, you know, listening to people and learning different information and doing my own fact-checked on things and, just trying to impute knowledge and stuff out there because, you know, if, if you don't research or do your own research and stuff like that, you may be blindsided. So, you know, but, you know, check it out. You know, I think we're done here. This was just like, you know, a quick, you know, episode I wanted to pit out and stuff like that on some information and stuff like that. So, you know, I want you guys to just stay blessed up. You know, please subscribe, rate and comment. And I want to just thank you guys all for listening. You know, this is my second episode, so hopefully, you know, we'll just keep things going and stuff like that. And, you know, just tell your haters to just tune in and we're out.